all you have to do is go hug a tree. <laughs> the tree is in that time period, very connected to the earth, very connected to this change of the seasons, and really able to help you harmonize inside your body, the divine feminine and the divine masculine, those feelings of activity and inactivity, the yin and the yang energies, right? And that is how we really ground ourselves into this earth experience in our bodies is by allowing ourselves to connect with the earth. Welcome to Activations with JJ Ascension Message. In today's episode, we'll be talking all about Lemurian Gridwork, as well as the upcoming Equinox Energies. I'm so excited to gather with all of my soul family here to co-create this episode. So let's get started. Greetings, my dear friends and family. I am thrilled to be with you again. It's been a few weeks since I sat to record an episode because as many of you know, I was off on my quote-unquote world tour where I traveled to Hawaii and then New Zealand doing Lemurian grid work. In fact, that happens to be one of the topics for today, and I'm going to expand on it just a little bit more in a bit. But I also want to talk to you about these equinox energies that are coming up, what that means. These times of the year were very special and very sacred for the ancient inhabitants of the planet and even up to you know, not very long ago, people connected to the land and to the seasons. And it was very significant as they celebrated solstice and equinox. Now, when the church came through and kind of got rid of some of those, what they called pagan holidays, then that connection to the land was severed. And as you know, we are really truly trying to bring back in many of those traditions so that we can connect with Gaia more and live in harmony with her as we shift into the 5D. At the end of this episode, I am also going to include a sound clip from my recent gatherings this weekend. I had my Fairies, Dragons, and Elementals gathering. I had my Remembering Lemuria gathering, as well as my Angelic Activation. Now, those of you who have an all-access pass, you have been to all of those or listened to all of those, I'm sure. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, my all-access pass gives you the Zoom links and the playbacks for every single soul family gathering I do. These are all virtual over Zoom, many different topics each month, and I oftentimes have special themes like the 7-7 portal or the 8-8 portal. In November, we will have the 11-11 portal. I'm also hoping to do a special All Saints Eve, All Hallows Eve, this time when the veil is very thin around the end of October, beginning of November, I'm hoping to do a special gathering then. So jump on that link below if you are interested in connecting with me a little bit more. It's kind of my version of a membership, if that makes sense. But anyhow, I want to move on to these topics because they're really, really important to me. I've had a lot coming through as I've experienced my connections with the land in particular, which is interesting because I was also able to meet so many beautiful souls. It was incredible to meet many of you in person both in Hawaii and in New Zealand, and especially to co-create with all of the facilitators that were there, uh, including Queenie, my friend who I co-create with all the time. She's here in LA with me. 
I had Carla and Monica and Teresa and Flo and Aaron, Aaron Lyons, some of you might know, Flo Karuna. We also had Ama Sophia Rose of Sonic Love Alchemy and Mahina Nani, who was our representative as a Native Hawaiian to be able to open the ceremony in Hawaii. Now, I do want to let you know that the playbacks for that Hawaii retreat are available, as well as the playbacks for my New Zealand Healing the Inner Star Child retreat. You can find out more about those below. But as I connected with people, I also connected with Gaia, and obviously that's a theme right now. I've talked about it already like four or five times in this episode. And it's essentially what I really felt drawn to connect with was the waters. The codes of Lemuria lie deep in the waters. They lie in the inner earth. That is where they were stored until we were ready to have everything reactivated. And my particular role, I feel, is kind of connected to lifetimes I've lived as a water priestess. Many of you who are uh, feeling like you experience lifetimes in Lemuria as a mer person, as a, as a maybe even an animal, maybe the whales or the dolphins, you potentially also were a water priestess. In fact, the word Mary is actually a title and is linked to the name mer, which is connected to water. So it's all there, especially the Order of the Magdalene. In fact, it was my friend Ama Sophia Rose who talked about that. If you are interested in finding a little bit more about all of this Lemuria stuff, many of you may not realize I have a golden Lemuria portal full of free resources. And you can click on that link below and you can join it and have access to that. Ama Sophia Rose is actually in one of those playbacks and she has a beautiful, beautiful voice that she uses to be able to activate and bring through these codes of Lemuria. Essentially what we did while we were in these different places was we took equal time with the land and together as we were channeling. And I feel like both of those things were very, very important for us. One of the biggest themes for the Lemurian Conference was that of the dragons and the whale mothers. And I feel like they are all the star mothers. The star mothers was another theme, obviously. And the dragons came forward in a lot of the sessions that we did, in particular a session that Queenie and Carla did, where they connected not only with the dragons, but the sacred cetaceans. Flo also brought through the, the whales, and I have felt the Syrian whale mothers so many times over the last little while. In fact, I want to tell you a little story kind of an interesting one. But I think it was right before I went to Kauai, I kind of started feeling like it might be an alignment for me to travel to England. And knowing that I have a busy life, a busy family, I was like, that is crazy. <laughs> Sometimes we say that to spirit, like, what are you doing? But in the end, we all have the choice to choose different timelines. I never feel forced. Back when I was in my religious programming, I would get a download and I would be like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. And it would stress me out so much. But now that I've shifted, I know that everything is a choice and that nothing bad is going to happen. If I choose a different timeline, it's just going to have different results. But I kind of really looked at it and I said, do I want to do this? And I was like, yes, I do. So that being said, my quote unquote 
world tour is extended to England. I will be journeying there in the middle of October 2023. If you are in the area, you can click on the link below to fill out the interest form to find out a little bit more about what I'll be doing, what offerings they'll be, and where they will be. I'll also be stopping off in Connecticut, one of my favorite places, the Angel Co-op, and I'll be doing grid work in Manhattan with my friend Marissa of Star Seated. We kind of sat together and we thought, let's do, let's do a gathering. Let's do a workshop or a ceremony. And it was incredible when I sat with her because what we ended up doing was really, truly connecting. And we spoke light language and what wanted to come through is a theme that has been coming through for me over and over again. And that is the link between the star mothers and the earth keepers, the earth guardians and the earth mothers. And we felt the place to do that was right in the middle of Manhattan. We're actually holding it at the exact same venue where I had an activation earlier this year in March. Some of you joined me in person, some of you virtually. I would love to see you there again. So again, I'm doing all these travels, all of these things. What's it for? Speaking of grid work, one of the things I get asked all the time, I've done a few different podcasts about it is, what is grid work? What does it look like? Well, I was just talking to Ama Sophia Rose. She was leaving a beautiful message, finding out about my journeying to Avalon. And I mentioned, you know, that I was going and she said, a lot of what we were doing is connecting with the water, activating the water, as well as just placing our feet, bare feet on the ground. Now, this is going to make you laugh, but we did a kayaking trip when we were in Kauai and we ended up kayaking down this beautiful river, connecting with the water, and then hiking to these incredible waterfalls that were so activating. Oh my goodness. And essentially what came through was I was, I was traveling down the trail and one of the guides who is a native Hawaiian ended up being barefoot. And I was like, wow, wow, he's barefoot. And my guides were like, take your shoes off, touch your feet on this ground. It's very activating. It's very sacred. And so I ended up traveling down the trail. There were no snakes or bugs, by the way. <laughs> Some of you might be like, whoa, I would never do that. There were no creepy crawlies. It was safe. And it was mostly mud. And so I ended up journeying a lot of this hike. I think it was about a mile and a half. Probably about half of it I did barefoot. And it felt really in alignment to do that. I didn't even know about the barefoot thing. Now, all of us know about being barefoot because it grounds you. But I didn't even think about doing grid work by walking barefoot. I didn't think about what I was offering to the ground. And so I felt that was a key part of this grid work. So I want you to remember that if you go somewhere... This is another tip for people who are experiencing like jet lag or having issues with feeling really exhausted when they're traveling is to take their shoes off and really ground and connect with the land and bring all of themselves there. This is something I absolutely do whenever I go somewhere far from my home. But it was something I did and now I'm going to England in October and so I'm like, okay, I can do this. I plan to go to Glastonbury and Avebury. Those are two places I'll be doing grid work, and I will, again, be meeting with people there to do the grid work. You will be with me outside in the real life, in real time, doing the grid work, and it's I can feel it's really exciting. I feel like it's very much connecting Avalon to Lemuria again. Lemuria is extremely tied to Avalon, as I brought through last year, and I might do this again because I felt it was so significant, and I'll be carrying so many of these codes. 
last year, if you don't remember, during the time of about October 30th to about November 2nd, when the veil is very, very thin, I ended up doing special one-on-one sessions where it was Celtic Lemurian ancestral activation and ancestral healing sessions. And that was really, really cool. I do feel like those themes are coming up. I'll be on the side of England that's a little closer to Wales. Um, I might even go to Wales. I'm not sure yet. But I do feel and sense this connection to Lemuria, activating those Lemurian codes, working with the dragons. And then what else happened was so incredible. I was lying in bed after I had decided to go to England. And I knew that I was kind of going to prepare energetically. I even started asking my guides to prepare the land and the collective energetically for what I would be bringing there. And all of a sudden in my mind's eye, I saw the Syrian well mothers circling the islands, circling the island and just going around in the ocean, around and around and around, gritting and preparing. It was such a beautiful vision that came into my third eye. So very big themes right now as we activate all of these Lemurian codes. We've got the dragons and the whales on our side. We also had the dolphins, obviously. That was a big one. And I want to just also drop in and mention something else that came through really powerfully. This is one of the reasons why I am going to drop in with a little sound bite from one of my gatherings for you to listen to, just a snippet. But leading up to our trip to Hawaii, our conference there, Queenie and I started thinking about kind of just planning ahead for next year so people knew we are going to do this every year. We're actually going to launch something very special. Not yet. It's a surprise. But the event is going to be at Mount Shasta. It will be called the second annual New Golden Age of Lemuria Conference. And it will be held on 8-8-2024. That being said, so much came through already in connection to that conference. I just know it's going to be powerful. And again, that happened in my gatherings this last weekend. So if you're listening to this right when I publish it, which is the 19th of September, 2023, you'll notice that my gatherings from the 16th and 17th of September are connected to Mount Shasta. And you might may wonder what came through. Dragons, <laughs> again, and the inner earth energies also came through. In addition to the Star Mothers opening up more portals over Mount Shasta. The Star Mothers at this moment in time, not only am I working with the water, I'm also working with the sky, but technically there's water in the sky, right? Speaking of water in the sky, let me tell you a little bit about the grid work that I did while I was in New Zealand, because I haven't really spoken too much about that. First of all, there was a lot of water in the sky. It rained a lot of the time. There was some sun. I met with so many such incredible star seeds at the Healing the Inner Star Child workshop. And again, I can't go anywhere without doing grid work. I literally can't. It even came through in the workshop. So what ended up happening was all of these avian star beings came forward and they were sort of earth guardians. They came forward and they were, I felt them doing kind of what the whales were doing where they were circling. I felt all of these bird energies circling and As many of you might know, uh, New Zealand, I think if I'm right, one of the predominant animals before like humans got there was birds and lots of very uh, like quote unquote prehistoric birds or birds that were connected there because that island had been isolated for so long. But the avian beings came forward and the star mothers came forward 
And I felt like we were truly sort of bringing back certain codes, maybe more awakening and activating certain codes connected to the birds. We had a lot of light language coming through. We had a lot of light language coming through at the Lemuria Conference in Hawaii. Every little while, my guides, whenever I was doing an activation, it was like, okay, everybody open up your mouth. We're going to do light language. We're going to speak light language. We're going to do light language with our hands. We're going to do light. We even did light language with our bodies. Oh my goodness. This whole new sort of light language came forward in this new movement and, and, and guided, I don't even know, it's not really yoga that I did with everybody was so incredible. I, I hope I can do that again. It was something you cannot really do on Zoom. Then in New Zealand, we ended up having so many people being told like, open your throat, open your mouth and activate your light language. And it carried on into my gatherings this weekend. Now, I think it's a big theme. Even Flo, when he was doing one of the workshops at the Lemuria Retreat Conference, he ended up channeling this really powerful thing, which was basically light language is the key to opening up all of your psychic abilities. Isn't that interesting? I have a lot of people ask me, should I do the light language activation course first or should I do the psychic activation course first? And I'm probably going to start recommending to do the light language activation course because once you have that tool in your toolkit, your psychic abilities are going to be exponentially enhanced. That being said, I also have coming up this weekend, we start on September 24th, my friends, my light language mentorship. I only do this two times a year. It is a five-week container where I will work with you personally live in a Zoom setting, and I will also provide live mentorship for light language. My friends, I do not normally provide one-on-one live mentorship when it comes to light language. This is it. This is the container that you want to be in if you want to work with me personally to activate your light language. Now, I don't activate your light language. You activate your own light language. But I facilitate that by helping you to clear any energies, any contracts, any past life traumas or memories that might be preventing you from fully accessing those gifts. The other thing about doing something in a group setting, because we will have many, many different soul family in that group. Again, if you haven't heard me, I'm a broken record. My guides keep saying it. When we do things in groups, it is way more powerful. Okay. So that's the benefit to doing this light language mentorship. I still have spots available. If you're listening to this, when I publish it, hop on that link below and you can join us. Again, we start the 24th of September, 2023. Now that gives me a wonderful segue into the theme that I'm going to end with. And that is that of the equinox energies. Equinox is one of my favorite times. It happens to be my birthday during fall equinox. And of course, with equinox, we immediately think of balance. We're thinking of balance. One of the things that I feel coming through and that I'll be channeling for you to provide to support you through equinox energies is a transmission from goddess Isis who is overlighting our sacred initiation journey. That is a, a very intense but powerful but activating offering I'm co-creating with my friend Anna. And Isis comes through and I feel like she really wants to help us work on at this time bringing balance, bringing harmony into our sacral chakras. So balance and harmony are the themes for equinox. What does that mean? Well, first of all, connecting with Gaia. 
I've already said that theme a few times so far in this podcast episode, and I'm going to say it again. If you want to take advantage of the equinox energies, all you have to do is go hug a tree. (laughs) The tree is in that time period, very connected to the earth, very connected to this change of the seasons, and really able to help you harmonize inside your body, the divine feminine and the divine masculine, those feelings of activity and inactivity, the yin and the yang energies, right? And that is how we really ground ourselves into this earth experience in our bodies is by allowing ourselves to connect with the earth. Now, I want you to maybe set some intentions here as we approach the equinox. I just want you to take some time. I actually have a YouTube video from last year where I channeled Goddess Madrone and I'll put the link below where you can listen to that activation. I'll have my Isis activation coming up for your sacral chakra. Think about how you can bring more balance into your life. I've been really working on that in my own personal life. Balancing my family life with my work. I tend to be what in the past you would call a workaholic. I really enjoy it, right? It's my passion. But even still, I don't want to miss out on those day-to-day human experiences. I came here to be a mom. I came here to be a partner. I came here to have a body and to be able to move that body and to eat and to be out in the sun and be out in nature. And I don't want to just throw that to the wayside because I'm so obsessed with my quote unquote soul purpose of my light work, right? So I want you to think about that as you approach the equinox. How can you bring more balance into your life? Balance equals harmony. Balance doesn't mean the time is equal. It means the energy is equal. How can you bring that into your own inner scape and your outward parts of your world? Both of those, again, that's more balance, right? Inner and outer. Where are you balancing the inner with the outer? I've talked about this. This has been a really big theme lately, and that is making sure we do not spiritually bypass being a human, being in this body. That was a a very large part of the Healing the Inner Star Child workshop is that it was safe to be in your body. It's safe to have a body. That's another theme that's coming through in the sacred initiation journey. And the doors for that offering are actually open until the 22nd of September. It's kind of a little secret, but we really feel like there are some other souls that want to come through. So we left those doors open until the 22nd. It's all about embodiment. It's about rebirthing into your body so you can reconnect with your body. So many souls. I was just listening to one of Regina Meredith's talk shows. She has a talk show on Gaia. Cannot remember the name of the talk show at the moment. She was interviewing Sheila Gillette, who channels Theo. I'll actually put a link to that series below. And it was so incredible because you know what ended up happening? It super validated my September monthly energy update, which came out before this episode did, all about the nervous system. Theo was focusing on the emotional body, the emotional body, the upgrades to the emotional body, the nervous system, and all of the chemicals that were rebalancing that trigger the nervous system. And that's a really big part of being in your body. And Theo said, 
Do you know how many billions of souls were lined up to have an experience on this planet? So just giving yourself some perspective. Don't run away from that body. Be in that body. Set that intention. Okay, my friends, I'm going to add that soundbite here of my fairies, dragons, and elementals gathering here where we connected with the baby dragons of inner earth and we brought them to the surface. You can listen to a little piece of that here, but I will also add the link where you can purchase that playback and you can get the full 60-minute experience. For many of you, coming into this space is almost like coming home. The energy here is very close to what the original Lemuria frequency was like before the choice that humanity made to go into duality when most of the elementals went into hiding because their frequency could not be held in a space of duality. But we're returning to unity consciousness. And so what you're noticing is all of this scurrying around and this preparation that's happening here in this inner earth place. They are, they are telling me <laughs> they are preparing for their coming out party where they will once again come to the surface, that there will be open channels between this place and the surface and they will no longer have to quote-unquote hide from the surface dwellers. They're very anxious to have our help. And so what I'm noticing is that each of the elementals that approaches you has a little assignment for you, a little task that they would like you to help them with. So you're going to feel, I'm, I'm noticing that most of them are giving you something. And I think it is our task to carry this object or this energy back up to the surface when we return. So I want you to just place that object in your pocket or hold on to it until we do travel back up to the surface. Our guides are taking us to the dragon nesting grounds in the inner earth. And they are asking us, inviting us really, to connect with all of the baby dragons that are recently hatched. So you're going to feel yourself in this beautiful baby dragon energy. So there you go, my friends. Wasn't that fun? Just even that little piece of the gathering held so much energy. If you would like to access the entire 60-minute playback, you can do that through the link below. And as I close out this episode, I am sending you so much love and reminding you that I am you and you are me and we are we. Until next time, my beautiful soul family.